Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hey guys, welcome to the I Love You So Much podcast. I know you're probably wondering, where's Kenzie? Well, she's sitting right across from me, but due to her most recent TikTok fame, I thought it would only be appropriate uh, that I start doing her intros because she's too big to do her intros on her own podcast. You know, Dom, I truly appreciate that. I do. It has been two TikToks. You know, I I don't want to use the word viral, (laughs) but go do well. It definitely really, I think it changes your outlook on life. It kind of reprioritizes. It tells you like what's important, what isn't important, all those things. And I, for one, I'm feeling good, but how are you feeling with my newfound TikTok success? A leadership principle, they always say that you want, you know, people to go further than you. Mm -hmm. And I actually had my TikTok fame early on. I had two TikToks that went pretty viral. I'm happy that Kenzie's now experiencing the TikTok viralness. So, yeah, well, this is similar to how I must have. Not at all, because your Instagram fame has actually done much more for the the community of the world than my uh, TikTok fame. But, you know, this is this was just I was standing there like a proud mom. Everyone needs to know what they need to order from Sonic. Okay, if you guys don't know, Dom has been in Texas with me for the week. And actually, I don't think it would be that hard for us to get us to her to move here. No, don't you feel like there's just something about the like water in Texas? Like there's something here, guys. So as you know, if you've listened to previous podcasts with Kenzie, you know that my type is it's hasn't changed throughout the years. Just the scrawny looking, scary, sad skater boy and moving to Texas. I think this has changed. I genuinely think I want a cowboy now. You have to be with someone who is more emotionally stable than those that you are into and mature. That's another thing. I'm not going to flame you on this podcast because we've done that (laughs) enough. But I actually think that a cowboy for you might be the way to go. And I would have never said that before just because that wasn't your type. But now the more you talk about it, I'm like, I'm kind of into the idea. And you know what? Dom before Texas would have. Dom BT. BT. (laughs) Period. Dom BT before Texas would have acted like she couldn't have just heard what you said. But now I'm I'm listening. I'm responding. My heart's open to the idea of me marrying a cowboy. So thank you guys for your support through this journey. I'm not taking questions right now. Yeah, exactly. No comment, please. But yeah, it's been something I've been able to take Dom around. Well, we spent half the time at my lake house. So like we were in the middle of nowhere. But then we came to the city because guys, 
my hardwood floors were put in and I wanted them so badly. Well, I also knew we wanted to go to the lake. So I just had them put them when we were at the lake house. So anyways, whatever. Changes. It literally feels like I live in a new house. I just stare. I'm literally staring. We're recording this as a video as well. And I'm literally all I'm doing is just staring and looking down <laughs> at these hardwood floors because they're so great. But I have been able to show Dom around Dallas. Um, let's list off the places that we've gone to. La La Land Velvet Taco was so, so good. good. My order of Velvet cha- Taco, the picnic chicken. I get two tacos. If I'm really hungry, honestly, I can normally do one taco and the elote. It is so good. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And there's this place in L.A. called Tacos to Madre. And it's like I'm obsessed with it. I'll literally eat it every day. I don't care. And Kenzie kept saying how good the tacos were at Velvet Taco. And I was like, no, no, no. I couldn't beat it. Nope. They were pretty good. So Velvet Taco was honestly a smash hit. It was so fun. And it was just like, that was such a fun night. We've had literally, I think the best week of 2020 for me. We've had so much fun. Yes. Just wholesome good. Like one night at the lake house, Kenzie and I stayed up way too late. I don't even know, just talking. And I was like, sleepover days, throwback. I know. Uh, well, not even throwback. They're coming soon, Dom. Because um, <laughs> I'm literally like, you know, it's fine. She'll be back, though. I'm not even worried about it. I'm pulling up a note because I have a few things I wanted to say. Oh, you know what? We really didn't do. There's a lot of things. I want to take you to Spiral so bad because it's literally vegan comfort food. And it's I like Doomies, which is a place that she, I, we both love in L.A. But Spiral, it doesn't. I'm not just saying it because it's a Texas thing. It's like Spiral is nice it's a cafe it is so cute if you guys haven't gone it's like near bishop arts it's beautiful anyways it's the best food you'll ever have like you Mm. can't even tell it's vegan i mean i don't i feel like i have to say that on this podcast because there are non-la people who listen to this podcast and vegan food is actually very good but anyways spiral is so good we went to bishop arts i knew that was going to be up dom's alley yeah it was great it was very like cute arts artsy I live in Silver Lake in LA, which is like the art, the arts of all artsy people come out to play there. And so she literally moved to try to find her boyfriend. Anyways, and now you have to endure. Well, I guess not with COVID, but like 25 extra minutes of traffic. Yeah. But <laughs> honestly, though, the great thing about my neighborhood is it's very community based. I see the same people over and over again. I love Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah. which is very rare in L.A. You like kind of see people once time and you'll never see them again. But in Silver Lake, I just see the same people over and over again. And it's so fun. Silver Lake is basically a smaller L.A. version of Austin. And by that, I just mean like it's dirtier and there's not like water right there. But it's not it's not dirty. It's just in the sense of like, obviously, L.A. is just as a whole. Yeah, it's it's like a dirty city. Yeah, but Silver Lake is so cute if you guys are in LA I because I, I live downtown for so long so I would go to Silver Lake all the time yeah. I love Silver Lake what's that park um why am I forgetting it's definitely in Silver Lake I think that they had the that reservoir is that what it, with the water no the with the swans no 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 no. I'm talking about the one with the view of the city and there's a movie film there and it's a movie covered I cannot remember I used to take I used to take oh. Coco there when she was a puppy oh the one that I I used, did you shoot there or something? I used to go there all the time. I filmed the TikTok there. Okay, good. We love TikToks, especially me right now. My new TikTok game. Guys, don't worry. I will be updating you on my stats very soon. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So we went to Velvet Taco. Honestly, you didn't do Laura Greenville at all, which is crazy because that's like my go-to. You didn't do HG Supply. I'm just telling you. Oh, we tried to go. We're going to wrap up the Stylist Talk soon. We're just trying to give you a trip recap. We tried to go to Sky Blossom, which is that rooftop, like... 
appetizer bar bistro place that everyone's going to and it's like beautiful but it we couldn't get in so we they have like taco. rooftops on rooftops in dallas yeah that's like your guys's claim to fame well it, that's kind of pretty recent i feel like a few years ago we really didn't and then hg got really big and then sky blossom just opened i'm pretty sure or it just got popular in, okay. on tiktok or something i don't know you know being the <laughs> dallas tiktoker that i am i know these things and i should know a little bit more but I love downtown Dallas because it actually like when you're driving through there and I was looking at video for like vlog footage when I was there and I'm like, oh my God, it like, literally looks like we're like, I mean, I don't know. It is us, but it looks like a, some huge city. It's crazy. And especially in the vlog footage. <laughs> I was really into it. It is. It is actually big though. Yeah. And it has a beautiful, you didn't even get to see the skyline. There's so many things, Dom. We didn't get to go to Trinity Groves. I've actually never been there. Fun fact. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot to do. Okay. We didn't get to do what I haven't done yet. Yeah. So I would like for you to share your high and low of this Texas trip. And if you need me to go first, I can because I came prepared. Okay. Go first, Kenzie. My high has definitely been my TikTok fame. Yeah. And I just want to say that it's no coincidence that you are staying with me right now and all of a sudden my TikTok pops off. Yes. I know. I think <laughs> it's an anointing. It's a passing It's an anointing. anointing. Exactly. Yeah. Like Dom wasn't even in the TikToks and it wasn't like a TikTok with us. And honestly, it was a reel that I was making for Instagram and then I just happened to post it. Um, and she was sleeping. But I just, I really have to credit it to you, Dom. Okay. Thank you, Kenzie. Yeah. And now my next Sonic one, my Sonic TikTok is blown up with Quentin's order. God bless Quentin Webb. We love him. That really made my life easier. So, um, okay. My low has been any time that Dom doesn't tell me what she wants. Anyways, <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I know, dude. I'm sorry. Pretty much what it is. I just don't like inconveniencing people. Yeah, but you inconvenience me more by not telling you what you want. And that's okay, what you don't well, understand. I'll just leave now, Kenzie. If that's what you <laughs> I talked to my mom about this because my mom is so similar to you. Mm -hmm. And like just the aspect of people pleasing. And like maybe I'm just like, okay, I feel like the way I talk and act like I sound a little bit more harsh than like no. I ever mean sometimes <laughs> but my I was talking to my mom about people pleasing and I'm like I think it's one I'm not that way because I was born like this but also <laughs> I grew up with eight siblings yeah so there's no time for that and then another thing I'm all about efficiency right yeah so when you people please it actually like long like long term it actually takes longer and it's more problems down the yeah. line. No, it's true. People are messy and stuff too. I don't know why I try. It's so funny because I literally know you can't appease everyone, but for whatever reason, my brain thinks that you can. And that's the problem. But I also think that like, if I move myself out of the way, then like people can... You know, like I can just ride on the coattails and the people that know what they want, like can move forward but you also one you're the guest and two like it's just us like you're not inconveniencing no me. that's like, what i'm saying like it's just us like yeah. i have and i also had no expectations of dallas regardless though yes i will work on it next time i will just be like move kenzie move out of your room pack it up sister pack it up sister you're moving to the den it's yeah. me now <laughs> <laughs> no literally Okay, are you ready for your high and low? You yes. have it? Okay. Um, so my high is when we went to McKinney. It was just really cute suburb. I love that there's so many stone houses. That's my hometown, by the way. Uh, yes. Um, I love that there's so many stone houses. Also, I love the idea of the lake house. It was just very cozy. Had a great time. Oh, my point with McKinney is that... I went to the North Face outlet and I got this jacket that I wanted for a really long time. Technically, this is an Allen for Dallas people, but yes, it's 
five minutes away. Yes. And I was very excited because, yes. Anyways, my low is that there were, I have a problem with bugs, you guys. Actually, I have two lows. That's why I did two highs. But yeah, I have a really big bug problem. I've been trying to work on it for a long time. Just hasn't anyways. So yeah, I got a lot of bug bites, but it's fine. Here's my other beef. Sonic did me dirty. Oh God, how did I not But I do love Sonic. Don't get it twisted. I'm the biggest Sonic, Sonic advocate, so it's fine. But I ordered a large ocean water slush and they gave me a small ocean water slush. And I mean, like, it was just hurtful. Like I keep saying, it's like getting a, ordering a 10 piece McNugget meal and getting nine nuggets. Dom, when she says it was hurtful, she means she went on an Instagram live to her like 100,000 Instagram followers and slammed Sonic for this. Did a whole thing. You need to start saving these to IDTV because this is how people are going to actually... We need Dom's followers to know her for her and not just her graphics. Dom is more than a graphic, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really hard to show people that I'm actually funny because I feel like I'm talking about heavy stuff a lot. So I'm trying to, you know, like make it a little lighter by showing them me and, and her Sonic drama. And my Sonic drama. Because then, this is not Kenzie's fault, this one falls on me. So I was very excited to get, to redeem ourselves and order Sonic again. This is what I'm talking about. So life. I got a large ocean water. That's what I told Kenzie. I forgot that You wanted ocean, the slush. I wanted the slush. I, I knew it. I knew it as soon as you gave me, looked at that, looked at it that way, but I was just like, Dom. <laughs> I did, I looked at it like, I've been betrayed, but it like wasn't by Kenzie. So I was like, shut up, shut up, Dom. Don't complain. Beggars can't be At choosers. At that point, Dom, I live so close to a Sonic. We could have just gone in the car and it would have redeemed this. But I fully was prepared for like Harry Potter style owl dropping off a cease and desist letter by Sonic from Sonic <laughs> the next morning. I really thought it was just over. And Sonic, if you would like to reach out to Dom, yeah, um, we can mend this. Yeah, she's not against mending this relationship. Yeah. However, she is hurt, and I think she does need an apology after what yeah. she thinks she's gone like, through. Like, I think like an apology, a full transparency report about the company, and full just, transparency report. Just things that you know we could do to become better, right? That's the goal. So, um, yeah, you can email me. Uh, I'll have my people reach out to your people. However, this works out best. Thanks, guys. I'm really happy that we were able to talk this out. I'm really glad that we could have this therapy session. Like I have therapy on Thursdays and it's Sunday and I feel like I'm getting another session in, you know? <sighs> Praise God. Praise God. Okay, we're going to do some advice. Dom and I have done, I think you've come on my podcast six times. Also, I mean, I would have said this in the intro by now, but guys, Dom and I are coworkers. We're coworkers. Taylor's going to be listening to this and he's going to be like, you guys are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so Dom has a podcast now with Media. Do you want to plug it? Yeah, um, so it's the Uncomfortable Podcast. And I just talk about different uncomfortable topics. Yeah, I don't even want to limit it to all the things we talk about. But right now, we're definitely focusing on racism and ways to get people, you know, just informed and people who are, like, making changes right now. But also, the latest guest I just had on was my friend Elliot, who's a graphic designer. And we just talk about, like, imposter syndrome so many other cool things so check it out uh this past creative talk was actually really inspiring for me because i was like in one of those creative funks so it was so nice yeah to like actually hear something that like is so 
that you needed to hear yeah exactly those are the best recordings when you like i just recorded an episode with my friend ali and it was the first time we'd really talked and we now we're friends and i was so down it was the same thing it was exactly what i needed to hear so i was like oh my gosh this episode like you're so passionate about it yeah how does it feel i'm like back to interviewing you and this is not even the solid episode but um okay so if you guys don't know a little backstory if you guys are new to the podcast dom is my best friend we met at college in la and she has been on the podcast probably this is probably your sixth episode at least and uh, like she's hosted with me when we open up uh, like a dear media like thing whatever but she was like my college friend before this and then dom has since as of course she's an angel her instagram has blown up if you guys have seen any of the white background red text graphics then that's dom and so her instagram was blown up for the best cause ad. like literally she's killing it so proud of you dom um and so yeah so long story short she used to be at the dear media studios all the time with me and she like knows everyone there and like my producer and taylor like taylor we always joke but literally knows everything about my life taylor you're not listening to this but everyone i cannot believe that I haven't seen Taylor in like six months. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Wait, that is really You sad. should read the text that he sent to me about Twilight recently. I literally was dying. Wait, it's, that's so funny. So I probably like can't release them to the internet, but like they're funny. Yeah, so anyways, and then it all just came full circle and now Dom has her own show at Dear Media. Yes, um, which is really crazy and I'm freaking honored. And now Kenzie and I are coworkers. Yeah, so it's been like super fun and we've really been enjoying it. There was a whole thing I was going to say because of this, but I'm like totally blanking. This is what happens when you're a podcaster. Oh, yeah. No, does it feel so weird having your own show versus coming on someone else's? It's really crazy. I always kind of some. Well, what's so crazy is starting up to the show, I recorded like five or six episodes just like going ham. And then I didn't record for like two weeks. And now I'm like starting to need to like record again. And so it's like one of those weird things where... I don't know. It's very like touch and go, but it's so it's like the coolest experience ever. And I've met like it's so cool because I've also gotten to invite people on that I've just admired from afar or like from the Internet. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then having them come on and like getting to talk to them and become their friend is it's like the best thing about it. Like after every recording I'll have with someone, I'll talk to them for like two hours after Mm -hmm. and just like zoom and whatever. That's the best part about podcasting is that you have like all these people that you like on the internet. You actually have a reason to like talk to them. So then you're actually going to become friends with them. Yeah. Whereas before, like you didn't really have that medium, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, But anyways, we're really happy to be coworkers. We love the whole working together thing. This is why Dom is going to move to Texas and we can just be coworkers. Exactly. Like there's room in this office. Like there's room for two. Here we are. Here we are. Two chairs. Come on. Here we are. Here we are. Um, Okay. So I'm going to be going through my DMs. That's why I've been on my phone. If you're watching this visually, we have some advice from people. First one, um, Dom, you're going to specifically love this one. Advice on when your roommate has gradually started taking every single item you own and putting it in their room. Plants, wine glasses, my desk. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. I didn't read the desk part. She literally, her roommate moved her desk into her room. Moving to LA was one of the greatest things I could have done for college because like Kenzie says, yes, I'm a people pleaser. So before I didn't have much of a backbone when it came to people taking things. I I was one of those people that I would act like I didn't see what was happening. Yeah. I would be like, I would just be, okay. To be fair, Dom, if I was in that situation, I would have done that. Yeah. yeah. And so pretty much my first apartment situation that I was living in, someone, I'm not going to name names, 
they were taking my stuff and my parents like bought a lot for the apartment they were taking my stuff and it was really upsetting to me and my homegirls because if we can't go to buenas noches then where the hell can we go <laughs> i was very upset i was very upset about the fact that they were taking my stuff and to this day this girl still has some stuff now dom now dom 2020 would just be like it doesn't have the thing is is people think like when someone crosses a boundary it has to be this huge blowout nine hour conversation where you guys end up crying and hugging but it just needs to be like a quick like hey dude i noticed that you're starting to take my stuff and i just want to let you know that these are things that i use these are things that i've purchased for myself and my room um but since it seems like you do like these things i'm more than happy to send you links let you know where you can buy the, your own you, things and like a reward style commission link yeah, like, I'm, like, like, <laughs> I know, I'm like also 20 percent off yeah. by the way but um you know but you just gotta like it's setting up the it's re-establishing the boundary and now she's gonna know okay i'm not gonna touch your stuff and if she continues to cross that boundary then you got to put up another one being like, hey, okay, see, now it seems like it can't trust you. So you have to take it from there. But start with a conversation. Always start with a kind conversation. You've had so many roommates that steal things. Pretty much everyone that I've known that steals things you've roomed with. Except for another thing. I had never had a roommate who stole things before, ever. And then I, um, this is like, no, I mean, if I've ever posted a roommate, it's not any of the roommates I've ever posted. So like, don't be like, it's, internet whatever fbi agent um <laughs> but yeah i had never had a roommate who had stolen anything before from me at least i don't think so and then at one point i lived with my cousin so it like didn't I mean he was i mean he's a guy like not he's like, gonna steal yeah. like, certain things but like food things like that i never cared like I, that stuff i also grew up with eight siblings so that stuff doesn't dom stuff i would have cared yeah like i ended up having a roommate when i um in february left to buy my house in texas and then at that point i was supposed to be going back and forth um back to la before covid hit i had someone who was staying in my room as well and then we had like a newer roommate and then all of a sudden like before that we had noticed all of our stuff had gone missing. And this had been a repeat offense from this situation. Yeah. Like we were told before this event, they were like, absolutely not. And we still did it because whatever. And everything went missing. Like we ran out of all of our forks. Like all of them are gone. There would be stuff like trash all over our house. Like it was disgusting. It was crazy, like weird. Like it had to be like a TV show of some sort. Like I don't know what was going on necessarily. Yeah. But then the person who was staying in my room was like, hey, just so you know, like so-and-so keeps coming in your room and stealing all these things, right? But like at that point, I knew I wasn't going to be able to come back to L.A. And I was paying you guys, everyone to go mm -hmm. move my stuff out. I like hired all my friends who were like, like didn't have jobs at that point. Well, I got not all of them. No one had jobs at that point. But COVID. <laughs> um, but honestly, I would have just given this person the stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, it didn't matter to me. But I was just like, the it was just so like sketchy. It feels very like it's like demoralizing. Almost. And like, it's like a, it just feels like violation yes like a violation of your privacy and your space and your boundaries and that was the thing is like for me when people would do this i would be so hurt like not hurt like sobbing but just like upset and then i wouldn't say anything that was the biggest problem is for um on with my case is i wouldn't say anything and that's the biggest thing if you're dealing with 
someone anything it doesn't even have to be someone stealing your stuff but just any boundary that you set up you are in control of you can't control what people do to you but you can control how you treat people what people can do to you all of these things and so because of that you just need to make sure that you're like reinforcing your boundaries 24 7. i also think it's a maturity thing like the way that you describe to you know handle that situation is the good way to handle the situation But the reason that this is such a problem at 18, 19 is because people are rude about it. And yeah. it's like, listen, I know they're stealing from you. Here's the thing. Like, this is your living situation. You yeah. don't want to make it worse. Keep so just have the conversation. Yeah. Peace. Keep the peace. Like, fight for the peace. Because at the end of the day, you can recover from this. Like, she can be like, oh, shoot. I'm yeah. an idiot. One time you let me eat all your fries. So I just thought I could take your desk. You know, it might be one of those people. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know what her living situation was before this or the kind of family she grew up in. Like, maybe they just do this. But if you decide to keep the peace, you won't have to walk on eggshells. It's the point when you have to walk on eggshells and you're spending the night on someone's couch because you're like, I can't go home. This is miserable. I hate this. There's all this tension. It's like, bro, we didn't even have to get here. We could have just kept the peace and kept walking and we're fine. Keep the peace 2020. Actually, don't keep the peace in 2020, but keep the peace with your roommates. Yeah, keep the peace with your roommates. Keep the peace with your roommates. Okay, another one. So-and-so says, I'm still in love with my first love from college. We never dated, but always had a thing for each other, and he'll still call me to check in from time to time. He lives in Houston, and I'm up in Dallas. Should I make a move? I'm assuming she makes should I make a move in the relationship, not like should I move to Houston for him? don't move. (laughs) Um, Yeah, don't move. Um, Dom, what are your thoughts? I've never dated anyone, like, seriously. So I am just going to speak from experience. This person is like a serious person in your life that you genuinely care about. And at this point, you're fixating on the idea of being with them. Then I just think that you've you got to like say something because of the fact that if you don't, you're just going to keep fixating, keep wondering, and then you can't even move on. And so whether or not they say yes or no, I love you back. Oh, I don't love you back. I'm talking to someone. Then you just got to you can move on. You can move forward. You can find a new man in your life. But it seems like since they still check up on you, just this time, this is the only other piece of advice that I want to give you. Make sure that you guys put a label on it because you guys have gone so long without putting a label on it. Like you both have a mutual love and respect for each other. So this time be like, but this time let's be boyfriend and girlfriend and just be very strict and clear with that. Because if not, you'll just run into the same problem again. And either one of you can ghost (laughs) and their excuse will be like, well, we weren't exclusive. Okay, so I was queen of doing this for the longest time. Dom is like laughing because she knows it's true. But I would be just like dating someone in general. I'd break up with them. I'd become really good friends with one of my guy friends who I would never in my right mind have ever, ever considered dating or having feelings for or whatever. But there does come a time in a lot of relationships or like friendships, I don't mean even romantic relationships where sometimes you're just too close and then feelings just arise and you're, you you can't, you're blind. You can't see things yeah. straight. You don't understand. Like you're too far in, you're too emotionally attached at that point and then there wouldn't be a label. And then like, I also think I was doing it in this way of like, I didn't actually want to date them, but it was just this thing that was happening. And then I thought I did, but I think it was this weird defense mechanism of like not having to actually commit to someone. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so bad. So anyways, 
all that to say, these things typically in, are like a cycle. And with that being said, like I was friends with my boyfriend before dating him now. So it does work. But you, it was I, intentional. It was totally different. Yes. There That's was, what I was going to say. I have this problem. I'm speaking to yeah, myself yeah. with this situation because this is like I'm queen of doing this. But I like friend zone people and then I'm extra screwed because like it's not even. No, you friend zone yourself on purpose. And yeah. then you decide that you like them. Yeah, Kenzie. We're having another therapy session. <laughs> and it would just kind of get to this point of here's the difference between the bad situations versus a better one now. So I would just kind of like lollygag around, mess around, didn't care, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then, and by mess around, I just mean like, I would just be like, oh yeah, I like you, no. Like that sort of thing. Like it was just like stupid. And then my boyfriend. Now it was different because it's like, yeah, we were friends. But it was very intentional. Like we knew what we were doing. We were like, yeah, we're actually seeing it. This is something, you know, it wasn't like, we're just not talking about it. It's clear that we have feelings and we're not communicating. You don't want to be with someone who's not like a leader in the sense of like, they can even... Like they need to be able to express their emotions without yeah. doubt. And if they're hesitating on like, oh, well, I could. OK, then you could and you should have. Bye. Like yeah. you got to you got to move forward because honestly, situations where you don't put a label on it eventually such a freaking time sucker. You are exactly. just wasting your time on someone that might love you and give you what you deserve and it's like you do deserve to be in a good relationship because then this happens it's like oh we care about each other we like each other why won't we commit to each other exactly and it's just like honestly if you guys like each other that much you're gonna commit to each other yeah and show appreciation for one another and we don't know your situation. Maybe this he just like doesn't think that you would ever like him in a million years, which actually does happen a lot. I have friends who liter literally from eighth grade, no, sixth grade, seventh grade, seventh grade to now, we're 23. They're now dating. And he has lived on like three different continents in between that like crazy, crazy story. And she always had the biggest crush on him. And he always liked her. And I was like trying to be the wingman. And I'm not, and he swears that I never told him that she liked him. I'm like, listen, I'm not that good of a friend. I was really trying to do you guys a favor. Like, that's yeah. no way. But he, the whole thing with him and he, they both dated other people. He's like, I really always liked her, but I just never thought, you know, and like yeah. that is the rare case. I think express your feelings. What do you have to lose? Whatever. But also recognize that I just think intentionality in relationships is really, really important. Yeah, and you don't want to get in this cycle. And if it's a no, you have to move on and you can't just be like, oh, it'll change one day. Yeah, it's because it's not going to. It's just not. It's, it's not at all. It's literally not going to. They need to come back to you when they're ready to put a label on it. Ooh. Come correct or not at all. Listen to that one. We actually got a lot of questions. These are the two things that we were asked the most about with like long stories. How to meet friends in a new city and then also mental health. So we'll start with how to meet friends. I think my two biggest ways that I've made friends. One, I've had the same friends since I was 10 in Texas, but also... It's social media and it's church. I've met so many of my friends in LA. It was probably 50 50 yeah. with between the two. But like a lot of them are in COVID. They're in a pandemic. How do they make new, meet new friends? Yeah. Whatever. I think that has to be on social media, honestly. Or if you are like of any sort of faith or whatever, going to church and they still have small groups, like things like that, you actually will make friends, but you have to be a friend in order to have a friend. Yeah. Like you have to make the effort and don't just sit in your apartment and be like, 
oh my gosh, I don't have any friends, blah, blah, blah. But like, you're not making any effort either. Not having friends is scary. Like, it's a really scary and hard place to be in. When I moved to Silver Lake, I have, I've always had, I've always been blessed with having like really good friends, just like really good friends, not a, a ton of friends, but just really good friends always. When I moved to Silver Lake, they all lived pretty far from me and it's just such a struggle. I know that sounds so dumb, but it's almost like living. It's just living on the other side of town and traffic. It's really like 40 minutes to go see it's, my friends. Doing anything in L.A. adds on so much anxiety and stress to any sort of trip yeah, it's it's that like, it actually is a problem. Yeah, it's like you have to find parking. Now yeah. I have to go get my car, drive, sit in traffic. It's just uh, where are we going to go? So it was like really hard for me. And I was like, dude, I need to make more friends on the east side. And for me, it was just like being very intentional. Like I would be extremely nice to like the grocery people at Trader Joe's just to like get friends out of it, you know, or I'd be like standing in line and be like, dude, I love your shoes. Like it just is like you have to be looking for friends in every like area and stuff. And I think that also you can't be like you can't be picky with your friends. Yes, you can be, have friends with good, have the same principles as you, the same morals as you, all of these things. Yes, that's great. But also be looking for a specific type of friend because you never know what type of friends are gonna find you. And honestly, none of my friends, if you put them in a room, you'd be so confused because they all same are on just so many different spectrums. But I love it that way because I just, have never ever looked for a certain type of friend it was just someone that at the end of the day we just had the same heart and morals and all these different things and when i say morals i don't mean like they have to believe the same thing as you i just mean like they're a good person you know i get questions on top of people being like I'm in college and I'm of a certain faith or I'm in this situation. I'm of a certain faith, whatever. Like, what do I do? And it's like, what, what are you going to do in the real world? But two, I think it is so important to have friends who are different than you. Like, we both have friends that are very, very different. Like, my family, my step-siblings are Jewish, too. So, yeah. it's like, I have so many. I think that's really, really important. And I learn so much. There's this podcast um, on the Hillsong Creative, Ernick McManus. Maybe like a year or two ago, I, I go back to his podcast and regularly listen because it's so good. But he was just talking about how much he just learns from every single person that mm -hmm. he knows. Yeah. And how he learns so much more from people who like believe totally different things. Yeah. And I love Ernie McManus. He's like, what if I could align my views on life with someone else's and they would be the most similar, it would be Ernie McManus. Like, yeah. 100%. percent such a legend. A legend and like so just brilliant i think it's important to have different kinds of friends anyways um but again i've already said that kind of how to meet them but also again what dom was saying being open there are so many people that some of my best friends i always say like you would be shocked because we're so different mm -hmm. and it's not like maybe also i'm like the bubbly outgoing person and it's like typically the people who like you would think would hate me that i'm like really yeah. good friends with but I just think having a wide variety of friends, having friends who think differently than you, that's how you grow. Yeah. So that's really important. Yeah. And also to stay on the subject of how to find friends on social media, bro, be swiping up on people's stories. Yes. Like if you've had a friend crush on someone, swipe up on their story. Like the other day I went live to rant about Sonic, but 
at that point, it just had fizzled out and my lives get zero clout. Like there's always like 14 people on them, eight people on them, like, and it's fine. I don't really care. But I tell I always when it gets down to like eight people, I'm like, guys, doesn't this feel like we're all FaceTiming each other? Someone joined the live and this is scary because it could be some naked person. But it was actually this really cute, nice girl. And now we're friends. And so you just you got to do you got to be innovative in a time like COVID where you're not like seeing people. Yeah. And Dom, I mean, Dom is literally the best of this. She will meet someone at a store, talk to them for 30 seconds, think they're cool and be like, what's your Instagram? Like she's yeah. like, oh, my God, like we literally yesterday it happened. So it's yeah. like all I'll the take time. a chance on anyone. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. And I just think it's I don't know. We're both people like people, people. Yeah. People. What am I trying to say? Yeah, we're yeah. people. That we're just people. Weird. We just like people. We just like people. So we're like, oh my gosh, whatever. Really loud. Blah blah blah. It's fun. It is fun. But yeah, I think you just have to make the move. Yeah. So swipe up on the stories. Join a club or anything that you're into. Yes. Especially like, I don't know about other cities, but Dallas is very community based, and they have so many like, I mean, they don't right now, so it's kind of hard, but regularly there's so many different things like if you go to halcyon on greenville they have like not like bingo nights and stuff but it's like a cute young thing and they'll Wait, have like i'm certain, gonna go to bingo night you would actually halcyon would be your favorite place in dallas if i if we got to go and it was normal i'm coming back it's like a coffee shop bar and they have a projector they'll play like movies it's really cool but um yeah just things like that and you know, just swipe up on the stories. I think that's what you have to rely on right now. Yeah. Let's just swipe up on some stories. Yeah. Right now I'm trying to get invited to my neighbors have movie nights right across the street. And it's like this social distance projector thing and the gates open. So I'm pretty sure it's like one of those like anyone in the neighborhood can come in and watch. But I'm like not quite sure. And I yeah. never know what time it starts. And so I literally will watch from the street like a sad, lonely person just watching from outside. And I'm like, bro, just go talk to someone. You have, like, your chair on your yeah, lawn. It's, it's so sad. It's actually really sad if you saw me. Like, don't be me standing on the street. Yeah. Go in and watch the movie. You got to make the move. A lot of people also have been just asking about mental health in general. And I think Dom and I have been talking about I think Dom coming to Texas has cured my mental health problems, <laughs> literally. But <Same. laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I feel great again. I there were so many I'm just trying to summarize them they're like how do you deal with anxiety how do you deal with depression and COVID how do you deal with anything mental health wise and I think sometimes like for me I hit such a crash I was just a lot of it had to do with my meds I was just I've just been on the wrong meds and I was so like you know when you're going through such a depressive episode that there's there's I mean there's multiple different types but for me about 85 to 90 percent of the time I can snap myself out of it I like know the things that I can do I have no motivation to do them but I'll make myself like I have a list of things that make me feel better I'll go walk white rock I'll go get coffee with a friend that's a huge thing for me in the mornings to get out of bed like I'll go work out I'll go at cooking helps me a lot getting eating healthy helps me a lot like just certain things where I'm taking care of myself but then there's about realistically 15 to 20 percent honestly of the time where it's like I'm so down I can't think straight I can't see straight I have no like when I say I have no motivation, like I, I no literally end inside, zero, yeah. no end inside. I'm like, n people give me this advice that normally is what helps me and like not fully cures me, but it helps me kind of be in a better mindset. Um, and I was just in that. And I was like, I have, I couldn't even see it. I would almost get, it's almost like, I know it's annoying to be told these things. And especially when you're in that dark of an like episode, it's like, 
you literally are like, no, I have no motivation. I don't want to do anything. I hate everything. Like blah, blah, blah. I was actually thinking that this morning because I texted someone and I was just like, I love my life. I love like, like I listed off like 15 things that I love. And I'm like, literally two weeks ago, I like hated all of this. Like, it's so weird. But as someone who's like diagnosed clinically, like the imbalance, all of that, not like a situational, which I think a lot right now, a lot of people are dealing with situational anxiety and depression. And if you have chronic anxiety and depression, it's just something that kind of it never fully leaves you, but it comes in waves and yeah. it's an actual like chemical thing. So there's two different types. But for me, as someone who deals with chronic, it helps me a lot when I just do things on a day to day basis that are in my routine. That's why I'm so strict on my routine. And I'm not even strict, just I'm always doing things that make me feel better. I'm always doing things that are good for me because then I'm less likely to hit like a very low point. Yeah. So I'm proactive about it. And then when I'm not proactive about it, that happens. Yeah. And I think also same. I mean, literally same. Pretty much what happened was the reason why I came to Texas. Kenzie like reached out to me and was just like, dude, I'm going through it. And what's so crazy is I was going through it big time, big time. I hadn't felt that low since last year um, when I was that and that was yeah. like i was just burnt out i was like in we were a really, crying in the trader joe's hallway so. yeah like i'm just constantly crying upset man like i can't even think straight all these things same as kenzie and i was like oh i'm never gonna get to this place again and then false false news fake news because i was there again and i was it was really it was really bad where i just didn't know how to get out of it like you were saying i didn't know how to snap out of it and i would I would make plans with people and be like, okay, hey, yeah, let's hang out. And I wouldn't come over until like 8 p.m. Because that was like by 8 p.m. I finally had it in me to like get out of bed. Yeah. And and shower and like get ready and go. And that's just how bad it is sometimes. And for me, what I've just like, like you, like you said, routine is so important because it's sometimes it's a mindset that you can just slip back into. And so if you don't honor your routine and you honor like that discipline of like staying healthy, then you're going to slip back into it. Although sometimes you're just there. And sometimes I know this is doesn't sound like the best, but you just have to write it out yeah. and not feel bad about it. Because a couple things to remember is like, dude, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like no one's crushing it right now. Like no one is oh bro covid like i'm that's not my life i'm crushing it right now no dude no one is no not a single soul is doing well right now like living their life to the fullest capacity because our world isn't open to full capacity and so for this one an episode like this where just no end in sight it's really dark it's really deep i just texted all my friends that i was not responding to and i was like listen i'm going through it right now i just want to let you know and i'm sorry like that's pretty much and okay so they know i'm going through it they can like check up on me make sure i'm okay but to be honest it's just one of those things that like for me i just realized towards the end of like my trip in arizona i was like coming to the end of it and like being in texas i'm like pretty much like i'm like out of it already like Changing your environment can help a lot, yes. though. And that's not something that you can necessarily always do at this time. Like, a lot of people can't travel and things like that. Yeah. Changing your environment does, even if that means, like, 
for me going to like the lake house an hour away like things yeah. like that have really helped and i know that's not possible for everyone but even if that means like you just drive and you take a walk in a different neighborhood that yeah. does help me a like, lot like literally driving up to like if you live like next to a beach or like somewhere honestly even if you have to take a road trip to just go somewhere honestly just do it and like see nature listen to like uplifting music don't listen to like really sad depressing you know what i'm saying like try and do things to make you feel normal and what was so nice for me was i was vulnerable i was just straight up being vulnerable for me is really hard because i think being vulnerable is like i used to think when you're vulnerable, you're like perceived as weak, but honestly, it's like a sense of strength. And like, for me, I was just so down. I hadn't posted on social media in like a week. And I was like, damn, everyone hates me. I'm not making graphics, all this stuff. And I was like beating myself up in my head. And I was like, no, I'm just gonna be honest and tell them what I've been going through. And like the response was honestly overwhelming. Everyone was so nice, so kind, making sure I was okay. And I just like sobbed. Like it was almost like a this breaking point where I just sobbed and I was so, like sad still but thankful that so many people cared about me and it was like my journey out of the pit and so sometimes doing things where like you're so low you're so at the bottom and just reaching out to a friend calling crying like whatever it is to just feel something again is so important i love that another thing i thought about too is that kind of what you were saying when you're like everyone hates me all these things when you're in that mindset and it's hard to explain. It really is difficult to express to people who in your life don't have don't deal with any mental health issues. And you're not I want to make it very clear, like you are not worse or weaker or not as capable as those who don't deal with mental health problems. I promise you they have their own problems in their own way. Like yeah. we're all dealing with our own things. But something that I have really been working on is like my like knowing that my thoughts are lies yeah. so I'm sitting there and I'm like oh my gosh I'm never gonna amount to anything this sucks this sucks this person hates me like so down on myself in my head and when I'm in that time guys there are times like sometimes you really do just have to like write it out and I know that's probably not what you want to hear because you want a cure and I'm yeah. not the person who's like even though I, the other day I said to Dom, I was like, I've been drinking a lot of water and that's actually made me feel really like, way better but it makes me feel like I'm that person on Twitter who's like drink water your skin will be clear but it's sometimes you do have to just write it out but it's really important now I'm learning when I'm in a healthy place and hopefully I don't maybe hopefully there's never a time in my life where I get to that again yeah but I'm learning right now when I'm in a healthy place how to deal with that like and preventative that's to preventative things. and yeah. also learning that like so many things that we say to ourselves are lies yeah and I'm like okay that doesn't even make sense and it's like I'm also in therapy. Therapy is like a really helpful tool, but she teaches me how, and you can also read this in books and stuff for like way cheaper if you're not a therapy person, but being like, that's a lie, that's a lie. And I would get so fixated on thoughts and like, it would be a spiral. Yeah. So I would spiral in on these thoughts. There's a book, Get Out of Your Head, Jenny Allen. That's really, really good and like really helpful for this specific topic. But I now am like, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Like, yeah. Or even if that is true, like, what can I do about it? Can I control that? Can I not? Like, yeah. things like that. That's so good. And that has been really helpful for me. But with that being said, like, when I was in this episode, I really just thought everything was crushing in. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't. Wow. It was the hardest thing. I couldn't get out of it. And I don't think I've been that bad in years. Dang, that's so crazy because I felt the same way and like Kenzie and I have like said over and over again like you're like this is literally like the best thing ever like me coming to Texas but like I'm not kidding when she sent that text I was like 
oh, this is like, this is like a sign. Like I'm taking this as a sign. Like I really need to go to Texas because I was like, I don't know. I just feel like this is a sign because what's so crazy too is I had so much anxiety about like going back to LA because I was doing so bad there. Like I was doing so bad in LA and I was scared to go back that I canceled my flight um, back to LA. And I was just like, I don't know when I'm gonna come back. I just need to stay in Arizona. And even though I was still doing bad in Arizona, I was like, at least I don't have to go back to LA. And then when I came to Texas, I was having so much fun that at one point I was like, damn, like I'm gonna have to go back. And it was like scary. Like I was scared to like have to go back to LA. And like today I leave and I'm like, feel confident that like I'm gonna be fine when I like go back and stuff. But no, it's it's one of those things. It's like, can you even bring people around you? You know, like other people, like when Kenzie reached out, that was like one of the greatest things she could have done because that same day I posted on social media and it was like the start of like recovery of like breaking out of that and stuff. Yeah. And I just think that like, no one knows you better than you. Be honest to yourself, be true to yourself about how you're feeling and also don't feel bad about your emotions. Like if you're, if you can't control them right now, if you're spiraling, just know, okay, this is what's happening and just try and own everything that's happening. Don't be scared to feel things. Don't try and mask things because honestly, it just makes it all the worse. Cause it's like anything you mask is something you're eventually gonna have to unpack. And it's just more things you're just gonna have to unpack before you get down to like the bare bottom of it and you can like build up from there because I'm such an efficiency person that mindset helps me so much because I'm like I'd rather it just get it done sooner I, I just want to deal with it right now yeah like I'm very much so like okay well it's like let's get this done I'm like there's two different types Dom and I have talked about this there's the type that like anxiety and depression which or whatever it is for you it can paralyze you and then there's a type that and I'm this type that it just pushes you and it makes you do things. So it's like, I can, I jokingly say I can credit like half my career to that, which I don't mean that I'm like the healthiest way, but it's the truth. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this because it calms me down. Yeah. And that's not the healthiest thing at all. These are things that you're going to have to deal with anyway. So just dealing with them then. Also finding people that you can open up to and talk to that mm -hmm. you have to keep in mind, like my therapist is like my therapist. Like I'm not going to go, I don't want to put this on so-and-so and this on so-and-so and like you know having i'm not i don't know how to describe this because yeah, i'm not like, meaning don't, to not you're okay i get what you're trying to say talk to people yes but also there there can't be collateral damage you yeah. can't have dependency on someone that like is just a friend at some point like the next step might be a therapist or might be journaling but at the end of the day you're you need to have ownership over your emotions and that means that because I'm the owner of my emotions, so-and-so isn't gonna affect if I'm doing good or not. If so-and-so doesn't respond to my text, that doesn't mean that it's their fault that I'm feeling bad or they're not a good friend. It's like at some point you have to take ownership and find coping mechanisms that are gonna help you deal with your emotions because at the end of the day, there, there may be times when it's just you. And what are you gonna do when there's really no one else to help you? Like what coping mechanisms do you have set up right now that are gonna help you succeed if so-and-so isn't there for you? And I know that seems like, ooh, okay, ouchie wah wah dom. Like that seems like harsh, something really harsh to say for being in a very like unstable mindset. 
But the reality is, is like, it's up to you to decide that you need to, you need to like find a way out of this and not by yourself. I'm not saying by you deciding you need to find a way out doesn't mean you need to do it by yourself. But it also doesn't mean that you need to be dependent on someone to help you find a way out because that isn't the answer too. And I think the scary thing is, is that's how a lot of toxic and abusive relationships start. Mm -hmm. It's like that hero mindset. It's like you're in a bad place. Um, Someone reaches out and they're like trying to help you through it. And you go this dependency on them and they're probably not even ready to respond to the kind of dependency that you need and you become codependent or maybe you trauma bond like you you're bonding you're like sharing your trauma and they're like wait i'm going through the same thing um and then especially like people if you're like straight and it's like someone you're doing this with the sex that like you're attracted to that's like a huge problem because then you're gonna like share all of your stuff and they're gonna share all of their stuff and then now you know all this really deep dark trauma about each other and you feel this connection and like this bonding to them and it's like and you feel like it needs to be romantic because it's like dang we went so deep so fast and that's how like once again toxic relationships start and like trauma bonding is like one of those things with like people that like overshare and stuff like I overshare to my close friends now but before this is like something that i used to like struggle with and realizing that like that's not normal like you shouldn't like for me since i'm straight like i shouldn't be sharing all my deepest darkest things with my guy friends because i'm gonna that's creating like a bond and a connection to them and if they're sharing all of that to me then they're creating a bond and connection to me Yes. Very unhealthy thing. And I was the person who was like that, like growing up, I was like, oh my gosh, like who cares? Whatever. And that's, but like, no, that is very, it's a very, very real thing. And going kind of back to what we were saying, like, I feel like it is so incredibly important to open up to the people around you. Yes. So incredibly important, but that cannot be the only thing you do. Yeah. You have to also be, make a list of the things that help you. Like I've shared, I can make an entire podcast episode on this too, but working out which again I know this sounds like the annoying Twitter stuff but I'm just saying for me personally maybe you have different things so like eating healthy food working out going on walks getting out of my house I become such a big walker since COVID I walk all the time doing things that I know listening to certain podcasts really helped me yeah action steps yeah action steps so like I've definitely been guilty of this too where I am like either maybe a little bit too dependent on my relationship or a little bit too dependent on like my mom at some point or not, yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. random people. Like, yeah. And and the thing is, is like, okay, there's power in saying things like confessing, like this is what I've been dealing with. Like, yeah, there's power in that. There's freedom in that because you there's ownership, right? You can't address a problem till you know what the problem is. So own the problem. Okay, but you can't just stay there Cause now it's like, okay, now I just own a problem. You're just gonna go back to where you are. But it's like the next step is like to put action behind it. So it's like, okay, what do we need to do? Like, do you need to go on a road trip? Do you like Kenzie saying action steps? And then once you're out of it by like performing those action steps, those action steps create a routine that makes some of this preventative, you know? And the biggest thing when it comes to mental health is it's as broad as physical health. Like no one looks as mental health like it's your physical health. Because the reality is, is like things like stretching and all these things are preventative measures that people take to make sure that they don't get injured. 
But it's like sometimes when you're working out or whatever, doing something physical, you just get injured, right? It happens. It's out of your control. And at that point, it's like about the recovery process. Well, same with mental health. Like if you have a low point and you're like, okay, shoot, I need to like start working my way out of this. You're in a recovery period. So you're not going to be living your full life to an extent but it's like once you're out of that recovery period like it's back to normal and it's like back to the preventative actions but it's so important to view mental health like you do physical health because it they're both health things it just looks different like one's the mind and one's your body you know well, Dom and I have to go because unfortunately we have to drop off from the airport in an hour, but we actually have to learn some TikTok dances. So we're going to be really busy today. Sorry, guys, but you guys can check out her podcast, The Uncomfortable. My, I just got sunscreen in my eyes and my eyes are watering. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed. Guys, okay, when you get sunscreen in your eyes, it's so painful. I'm literally going to cry. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Dom and I are always down to record more together, especially when she moves to Texas. Amen. Amen. All right. Love you guys so much. We will talk to you soon.